This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch. Race Wars. Race Wars back in the building. Will you concentrate? Oh. We're back on. We're here. Kurt's not here because he's still in L.A. dancing for the Jews. But I'm here doing what I do. Holding it down. We got a full house tonight. Full house. Brock, introduce yourself to the people. Welcome to the show, first of all. Hey, what's up? Great to be here, Sherrod. What's going on? It's Brockett. Yes. Glad to be here. Tell people what you do for a living there, Brock. I uh, play keyboards, I'm a musician, and just glad to be here. Used to work at a club next door to where Sherrod works, so we go back a long way. We go back a long time, back to the Cafe Wa, Cafe right. Wa days. That's absolutely. Yeah, I used to go up there to eat my balls before the band came on. Sherrod, a strong enough comedian to open up in the Cafe Wa. Oh, yeah, I used to destroy that place. It was fun. Des, introduce. I'm Des Bishop. I'm a comedian. My second time on the Race Wars podcast. That is correct. You were great on the first time. Yeah, I look whiter than I am in my soul, but, yeah. you know, I'm here to have a good time. Now, remind people where you're originally from there, Desi. Well, I'm from Queens, Queens originally, but then, lived in Ireland for most of my life, and now I'm back here in New York. That's a weird mix. Ain't it weird to grow up in Queens and move to Ireland? Yes. There's a wrong way sign when you immigrate yes. to Ireland. It's like when you're on a, on a highway and everybody's going that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sign says you're going the wrong way. You're yeah. going toward the disaster. I was, yeah, well, you know, I, I did all right. <coughs> Ireland picked up a lot in the, the time that I was there. But yeah, I was definitely a bit of a reverse immigrant. Right. My grandmother came here and then I returned. But now I'm back. I'm a man of the world. So your grandmother came here. They, well, my grandparents, actually, three. my dad was from Ireland slash England. He had kind of like a half and half accent, but he was not American. Right. But then my mother's parents came here, and my dad's mother, who was Irish, emigrated to England. So my dad was born in England. Then he came back to Ireland, raised in Ireland, then he went back to England. Now, what did your father consider himself, an Englishman, an Irishman? Well, he, he, he said he was an Irishman. Right. But really, if you listen to him, he sounded more English. Okay. And then it depended who he was talking to also. He's a bit of a chameleon that That's way. how you can do it. If you can do it, that, if you can hide it, you got to hide it sometimes. I yeah, well, especially with the Irish and the English. Yes. Dee, introduce yourself, Dee. Hey, I'm DT. I love New York. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Came yep. in '97. Um, we have something in common, uh, Cafe Juan. I, you know, showed up there and um, they loved me the first night I showed up. Gnome loved this. Listen, you know Gnome too. She knows Gnome. Oh yeah. And you know Gnome. We all yes. know Gnome. Gnome loved Dee. Every time you perform, that motherfucker, the place would be packed. <laughs> This motherfucker, she would do a flip on that stage. Backflip. A backflip. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In the performance. They call me Flipper, faster than lightning. And you know how small that, you know how low that is? Yeah. Is. Yeah. I can't Money. even jump there. No space. In, <laughs> no space. In, yeah, I'm known, they call me the queen of the wall. Yes. And they call me that for a reason because I'm the first transgender person to yeah. ever be embraced at the wall. Yeah. And for over 15, what, now 20 years? Yeah. And um, they, I just love this place, man. I, to this day, Norm. Uh, was the the absolute best owner of a bar you could ever meet. Yeah, gnome. back gnome in the person, gnome yeah. owning days. Yeah, gnome, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to kick his ass though. I would chase him down for my little thirty dollars. <laughs> I, I deserved more. Thirty dollars. You know, oh, I, got, really, I got my raise. There's been no inflation. I had to kick his ass a few times. Still thirty dollars during the week. And a motherfucking hamburger was enough. Just so you know, it's still thirty dollars. Don't fuck with me. I still got balls. That yo. is too funny. Yeah. Do you miss my being at the wall all the time? Because you're back in Houston now, right? Well, well. Now you grew up in Houston. 
I grew up in Houston, Texas, but you know, I I you know, I'm all over the place. You right. know, I can't sit still. I gotta spread my, you know, my talent. I gotta be known. I gotta get out there. So I was born in Houston, Texas. Now tell me about that. Let's go there first. Now you know you grew up in a church or something. Bible shit? belt, that's right. I knew it. I knew I the church is on Hallelujah. Now how did this how did you bring all this out into your church? Yo. How did this go down? That <laughs> was a long Sunday, goddammit. <laughs> and the Bible belt. Right. And the Bible belt. And black folk. And black folk. Grew up in a black Baptist church. That's three the hard way. Hallelujah. That's some hardcore yeah. lack of acceptance. But you know, you know, girls <laughs> like me was always in the choir. Right. I can sing. Right. So being blessed to have the most incredible, I would say, uh, minister. Okay. And um, the, the, the father of the church was really an awesome person because when I started to I guess become obvious because right. I started the what they call the androgynous kind of transition. Right. Because back when I was coming, I'm 50 years old. Right. You look so great. They would thank you so much, man. Um, it's how you live mm -hmm. and how you think and how you treat people. But when I was growing up, we was called punks, sissies, right. faggots. Yeah. Gay blades. I heard all and that today on the train. <laughs> sure, I yelled it, but so what? Yeah. You still feel mad. <laughs> but I've never. I've never had a problem because I've always owned what you are, what who you I are. am, what yeah. I am, you know, and there was no shame, you know. And, and I, even in your own family, was it any, oh, how much pushback? It's worse in your own family, yeah. usually, you know, but it was my grandmother who embraced me. She said, you know, you're going to be gay. Right. And I was trying to deny the shit. And, you you know. were dating girls and stuff? Hell no. Okay. Girls are girls? What are you doing? I'm not saying girls are <laughs> gross. But how were you denying it? Were you like well, I had an opportunity at one time. There was this chick that used to sing in the church with me, right? Uh, we went on the road trip. And what happened? I was like 16 years old. We was in this little, like, uh, you know, like a uh, RV. Okay. On the road going to sing and shit, different places. She was fine, too. Gorgeous. I can't say her name because she got children and a husband. And they all know me and love me. Right, okay. <laughs> but she said, give me your finger. So I took my finger. She put it in there. That shit say, I say, uh-uh. Wow. Fuck that shit. You don't like that? that? You didn't even alien. You didn't even want it. I would have I would have killed for that wet. when I was 16. Uh, that shit uh, was I, wet. I had to beg to get my finger in there. That shit was wet. That shit say <clears throat> it wrapped around my finger and I knew right then and there I like dick. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Right then and there. Hell yeah. That's all it took. That's, that's all it took. Really? That, that, wow. Yeah, it, I, I didn't want to fuck with that shit. It was wet. It was it was just too it was moist. It's moist. It's beyond moist. And I was I felt the round up in there. And it felt yeah, but you was just a 16-year-old boy. We all get weirded out at first, and then you put the other fingers in there. You work mm. with it. I didn't want to fuck with that shit. I had yeah. been sucking dicks since what, seven, eight years old. What? <laughs> What? I didn't want to be what? bothered with what? that shit. Wiggy, wiggy, what? Right. I had what? already what? made what? my mind Nigga, what? What? I knew what, what I wanted, honey. My mama, kept, my mama kept catching me and some of the boys in school. Seven, eight years old? In my neighborhood, humping. You know, we used yeah. to get booty. Y'all yeah. Yeah, used to get booty, too. You know what get booty is? No. When you used to dry hump, you and your little boys used to dry hump. The you you know, the drum, uh, dry hump little boys there. Yeah, I, 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 I never found like myself dry, dry humping a little boy. You dry humped some, 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 some guys before. I you dry humped some boys before that. She's right. Y'all used to make them play tents and shit. Don't be acting like my you White daughter Karen's here. This is my white daughter. She's just showing up. Hey, what's up? You never dry hump. No, I, I dry hump girls. You ain't dry hump girls. I'm intuitive. You lying. Anyway. Oh, wait a minute. She's trying to gay darn me. She's trying to gay darn me. She sees something. You look open minded. 
Yeah, I'm open-minded, but I just didn't find myself dry humping boys back oh, in the day. Oh, right. One I went to Catholic school. Yo, that that's closed-minded. <laughs> Catholic school is no, the first time. I'm just teasing. Mind. I'm just teasing. No, Brockett, no, you grew I, I, I remember I came, in, I came with, went dry humping a girl when I was in Ireland. I was like, but I was like 15 already. Right. I had to try to hide the fact that I actually just came in my pants. Right. But I love women. Look at look at look at my image. You know, I love women. I admire women. You know. Um. But back to the church thing. Okay. Okay. So. I have to honestly say that yo, love I'm, her already, I'm, don't I'm you? I love her so up, much. Well, thank she loves you, girl. You yes, oh my God. Accusing him of being close-minded because he won't dry home <laughs> dudes. You. And you're right about him. He's yeah, close-minded. Yeah. <laughs> no, she said I'm open, close look open-minded mind. that I'm denying my open-mindedness. Oh yeah, but you're not. That hair says I'd hump the boy. That's the hair that I was born. I was born this way. I mean, just try it. Give it a hand. But my child. You want to hear what she was talking about when her finger was in her pussy? It wasn't so positive <laughs> and what happened in church then? When church, um, I went to my minister. Right. And, and how old were you when this was going on? I think I was around about 16, 17. Okay, now this is in Texas Bible Belt. Houston, Texas, Houston, where Texas. they preach against it. Yeah. Right and at you're the, going to hell yeah. in a handbasket if you don't surrender and, and, and turn your wicked ways around. Mm-hmm. And so but my, my minister said, bless his soul, he's in heaven now. But I, I had grew up and was born and raised in the church. Wait a minute, he's in baptized heaven? Baptized in the church. Did, did you kill that. him? <laughs> no. Right. He just got old. Okay. But let me tell you what happens. So I go up to him and I said to him, because I was in full makeup, honey. I said, you know uh-huh. who I am. I would like to sing in a choir, but like this. Right. He goes, I preach against it, but this is your church home. And tears ran down my face, and he gave me a hug. He says, this is your home. Wow. And That's awesome. my minister, who preached against it till yeah. he died, he said, I'm neither for it or against it. I'm for you. Right. Oh, that's great. And that helped my mom and my grandmother and everybody accept them all. Yeah, because yeah, you know yeah. they worship the preacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they really think about they respect what he thinks about it. So now, it's great for him to take that hit. Mm-hmm. And you know it was a big church, so a lot, he risked a lot embracing me and accepting and allowing me to still sing in the choir and drag. Wow, that means a lot, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was my first real experience in acceptance. And of course, when I came to New York. And I performed at the Cafe Wa for an open mic. Yeah. I was so well received by Noam, the owner at yeah. the time, and a dear friend of mine to this day, um, and the band, the band members. Every single one of these people are straight. Yeah. Period. Now I know y'all want to hear me, you know, talk some shit. Maybe I have some secrets. Right. I, I, I honestly, truthfully, in the name of my God, I can't say that. These straight guys have never disrespected me. Always embraced me. Always treated me well. Welcome me to this day, yo. I, 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 You're a great performer, I'm though. Blessed, You're a great yo. performer, Thank and you, uh, you so know, much. fit right in. Well, Brock, when was your first time when you started at the WA? Uh, 2006. 2006. You remember the first night? Uh, Were you nervous? Like it was the winter of 2000. I had come over from a club across the street, the Groove. Right, right, right. So I just thought it was a really good vibe. It was super Another friendly. Another great location. Yeah, yeah. The super, group. super friendly in there, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, me, no, made me feel very comfortable. He had just sold the club. But he was still kind of like consulting with him, right. and he brought me up on stage, and we jammed, and we played a couple of solos. He let me like really stretch out, and uh, I just felt it was a good vibe. I, f- I thought the the crowd was, you know, they're just super cool. Right. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Did I know you... it sounds kind of like boring and shit. No, no, no. Man, that's I had a great, great time. Shit. That's a great you learned shit. a lot. 
Oh, definitely learned a lot no, about, about performing. Lot. Yeah, definitely from the village. He learned it from his pops too, Great from his Manny doing though. it. Yeah, yeah. He does. He has an excellent ear. That's that is true. That's true. And you grew up where in Pennsylvania? Uh, Summit, New Jersey. Summit, New Jersey. My apologies for that. <laughs> How was Summit? <laughs> Thank you. Was Summit like? Uh, did you play music in high school? Yeah, I played you in a band. Yeah. And did I'm, you get chased home by niggas? No, it was cool, man. Okay. My um, my mom's like a real deep musician, okay. just composer. And um, she's she's badass, so she taught me a lot. Now, is any of your siblings, they play music as well? I have an older brother who's a really good trumpet player. Really? Yeah. That's fucking amazing. I always get jealous of people who can play instruments. It bugs me. I can play. I play keyboards. Oh, cool. I don't play like you play, but, you know, I, I used to, you know, play in the church and everything. Oh, that's awesome. That's a great way to get a good ear. Yeah. Good groove and good feel. I also find that when I go other places, like I was in Austin, Texas recently, and I told them that I perform at Cafe Wall, and they looked me up, Queen right. of the Wall. Right. And um, they were like, oh my God, you performed at the Wall? I'm like, yeah, I get bookings like, like that. Because the history of that place is yeah. fucking Israel. Was it intimidating when you first started playing there? Um, not really, because... Um, oh, when I you first started playing in New York City, because when you came in from something, like when you first got your first gig in the city. You, you remember uh, Leonard? Leonard. The guy who plays at the Groove all the yes, time? Yes, yes. And he gave me one of my first gigs, and he taught me a lot. And that band was really tight, and I played with him for years. By the, the time, was... And by the time I go over the wall, I was, had played a lot already. Right. So, you know, um, anyway, you know, I've just been playing a long time, so I just always had fun with it. It's and, overwhelming how much fucking talent... It's down in that goddamn village. Yep. Mm. As far as just like any performance, musicians, uh, comedians, that Twerkers. place is crawling with talent. It really is. What about some of the people you've met, though, like playing at the wall and Village Underground and Groove, like Cher Pepsi Riley? I love that woman. Yeah. She's amazing. She, Unbelievable. She is someone that I idolize in a way that I would like to present. Meeting Cher Pepsi Riley and um, Melanie Daniels, yeah. those two women especially, uh, Kind of calmed me down, my persona down. I will tell you why. One day, uh, Cher Pepsi Riley came up to me. She says, I want you to be yourself on stage. Because a lot of times, I know you feel like you, maybe you talk too much or you do the backflip. Because I used to tell her, maybe I'm talking too much or maybe you know, I'm running the show. She said, no, I want you to be yourself because that's what you do. That's who you are. So don't change that. Yeah. And she said to me, she said, and don't worry about how people see you because you have something to offer too, no matter what it is. You have something to offer. You have an audience. Now, uh, Melanie Daniels, another you know humble Melody soul. As well, right? She's a legend. She's one of the best yeah. I've ever heard, ever. So humble. These two women are who I aspire Legends. to try to emulate in my character, in my personality when I'm out meeting people and people see me rising like a little rising star or whatever. I don't want an ego. And when you meet Melanie yeah. and you meet Cheryl, you don't see that. So yeah. I had to take the diva because I was a queen, hun. I was a diva. And I learned how to, like, you know, put, push that back and just be a humble, you know, good, decent, talented person. Your talent speaks for itself. So those two ladies got my heart. And Lynn Lockamy. Lynn. You know Lynn as well? I'm not sure I'm familiar back with Back in the day when, uh, remember Nails? Yeah. She used to On have an open mic. Oh yeah, and nails. Lynn Lockamy. That was a thing, man. I'm trying to remember that uh, like like that night. Yeah. Like the night she had. Now, how did you? How did you, Braga? How did you get on tour? Like, how do you meet Gaga? How did that work out? Um, I had a couple of really good auditions. The one in 2009 and 2010. The one in 2009 was with P Diddy. Okay. On the show, making his band on MTV. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I remember the episodes. I remember I was watching it when you was on there. Yes, I remember that. that was so good. that was a big uh, open call audition. I, right. did, I did well on it, did well on the show. 
And then a couple months later, again, it was an audition in New York. How much did you hate those people in that band, though? Come on, goddammit. <laughs> the making of the band shit. You had to, then you have to live with other like, people? Yeah, we had to live in a, in a house together, like 40 of us. Oh, oh a reality TV show. You know, it was, uh, like, it was a real Daddy deal. pops in every now and again. Hours. Oh, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Oh, God. So y'all, 40 people in the house? 40? Let me tell you, one time there was like, it was in California, one time there was like a small little earthquake, you know, like one of those small Richter scale things, didn't really affect you much, but had never been in an earthquake before. Right. And I was like, wow, it's an earthquake. I was kind of scared because it was an earthquake. You know, a couple hours later, Diddy came in, surprised us and said, yo, man, let's hear that music right now. What have you guys been working on? Let me tell you, he was so scary at that point that I forgot about being afraid of earthquakes. <laughs> that is hilarious. He cured my shit, man. <clears throat> that have to be intimidating. You see yeah. Puff Daddy coming in there, and you got to play for him right away? Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, you know, he's definitely... What was he called back in those days? I think it was, was, P, it was P. Diddy. It was P. Diddy yeah. in that era. That show so was, it was huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see it. That they show filmed one, one episode at... Um, a segment or whatever at Cafe Wild one night I was there. Oh, that was, really? Yeah. That was probably making the, Three girls the, making that the band. Sing yeah. At all. But uh -oh. <laughs> they got on for their looks or some shit, you know. Now, you auditioned for P. Diddy in 2009, did the show. Then how did Gaga come out of that? A few months later, I auditioned for Gaga in 2010. In New York City or? Yeah. I went back to working at the WA for a few months. Right. And then I just I went to audition for Gaga. And then I just remember, like, it was a few days. I. I got the gig, yeah. and then I remember just like walking up to Brian Stevens, going, "Hey man, did you hear? Did the owners tell you what's up?" He goes, "No, I'm going on tour with Lady Gaga. I'm leaving. This is this is my last night." He goes, "No, man, I didn't hear that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't give a shit. <laughs> he goes, "I'm glad I know now. I guess we got to find a keyboard player." That is too. That funny. is so Brian. Oh though. my god, that's too funny. That's so Brian. Now, how was Gaga working with? What, did she ask about me? <laughs> My name had to come up sometimes, fucking Brockett. Yeah, you know, I'm going to blow off the nine non-disclosure agreements that I signed oh, and did you really talk have... about that specifically. Did you really have to sign stuff? No, just in general, any celebrity, yeah. you know, yeah. they want to keep their personal stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, chill. And it's because they trust but the people. But she never yeah. shut up about you, Sherrod. He's going to blow his anonymity they gotta trust. They got to trust the people they that they're around. They got to trust people around them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, you know, they go through stuff like we do. So anyway... It's it's been great, man. She's like, super fucking talented too. Man. It's it's been super inspirational. Does she play? She play piano as well. No, she right? plays really well. Really well. Yeah, and I've I've learned a lot about performance. I've learned even my piano playing has increased. She plays a certain way, has a certain vibe. Yeah. And you know she can make, she can play in front of a hundred thousand people and play really quietly on the piano, and there's no sound at all from the crowd. Just so much power and presence. Yeah. It's it's really really it's one of the greatest. It's it's intense. Really? really intense. And she did that at Coachella. Right. In 2017. And quiet the whole crowd. It was like when she got on the piano herself and she just does what she does naturally. Um, it's incredible amount of power there. Mm. You know, and it's really inspiring yeah. to any one of us that are performers. Yeah. The bottom line is we all have to believe in ourselves. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like intoxicating amount. I mean, you got, you got to you got to do it if you want to, If people want to feel what you're doing, you got to feel it yourself first. Yeah. I remember this, uh, you, when you first got that gig. You was like, I'm going on tour with Gaga, and then like the next week, nigga, I see, I've turned the TV on. It's like Oslo, somewhere in Europe, and I said, hundred thousand people, and I see you later <laughs> playing the fucking. I'm like, that motherfucker's already out there. Like it was no middle. I didn't remember any middle ground between you saying I'm going out with Gaga, and then I see you on TV with her. 
Oh, I had put like 15 years in playing in the village yeah. up until that. That's just how it goes sometimes. He was you know? working out in the gym all that time. Then it was ready to, time for the big fight. If I hadn't done those gigs, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten the gig. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I, I played well at the audition, but I was confident because of. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? with all night, yeah. You know what I mean? It's I'm like you can't, beat the, you can't beat the fucking bands down in the village. Been playing with, I was playing with killers in the village killers. for years. For Everybody years. is a killer. Even when somebody's out, the next bass player, killer. But they're generous as well. Because yeah. They, yo, they like you. They don't care if you're a duck that can sing and do backflips. If you have that presence and you have that talent, that raw energy and that, that charisma, they will help you. Period. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I find that New York is is just that way, period. I mean, people come from other places and come with that New York, you know, false New York perceived attitude they yeah. see on TV. But the real true New Yorkers are very helpful and very giving. Mm -hmm. And I find that the energy in New York right. is so intense. You know, New York is like a portal. Yeah. It's like, a you know, everyone in the world, the center of the universe is right here in New York. But whatever you intend and you put your energy in, it conspire and help you to make it become a reality. Everything becomes a reality fast. Things manifest very fast here. For me, I, yeah. I experienced that, yeah. Now, Brock, you You're got the album. You got that album coming out Friday, right? Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called The Brocket Ship. The Brocket Ship. Yeah. Ah, I can't wait for this. Like we're going to play some of it on... What? Oh, I thought you was just looking at me. Yeah, we're going to play some of it on the show a little later. Oh, great. But uh, what's, the, what's the album about? Tell me about it. And did my track make it? Yeah, your track is number one. Okay, good. That's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> the acapella. Daughter, nothing? Oh, oh, no, yes, yes. Thank you. I was thinking about the music. Now, what, now, who, now what's the album about? Like, what? So, I'm like, I'm into a bunch of different styles of music. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up playing a lot of jazz. Uh, I love rock. Yeah. Um, I'm also got way into hip-hop. I've done a lot, tons of hip-hop sessions over the years. And it's, it's part of, like, my DNA at this point. Well, you stayed in the house with P. Diddy, so that must have been somewhere <laughs> So, so I try to combine all that, yeah. and uh, so it starts out with some jazz, and then I kind of I do a few hip hop tracks, and then I break into kind of like some spaced out sort of like referencing kind of like Pink Floyd, David Bowie kind of style. Okay. And then I, I get like real out with a uh, with a fusion, and I even do a Radiohead cover. Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. So you do it's everything. So you do everything. You play all the instruments and sing, or how does it work? So what I did is I got a bunch of friends to help me out, oh. and I have a um, a very close friend uh, named Adrian Harpum, who's from New York as well. Uh, has been a drummer around the village, uh, really more around the city for a long time. Who's also a producer, and he produced the whole album. And we just did it together wow. in about six months. Wow. So his his sound is definitely imprinted on there. And then I also have a number of guests playing different instruments and a bunch of guest singers and vocalists and rappers on there as well. Yeah. No, so we'll, I got I got Peter Guns on there. I don't know if you guys remember him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Peter's great. He's a good friend. Good, good friend. Loving hip hop, Peter. Yeah. yeah. Well, hip -hop. he's real you know, talented no. as a rapper. He's at the cellar all the time. He's performed down there too. He's always I would at underground. Maybe yeah, underground. Peter Guns. He's on Love and Hip Hop on VH1. Okay. Yeah, I think oh. he might have been on Race Wars before. Really? I think maybe back in the day. So I got my friend. Um, uh, Jamaro Artis is playing bass on a track, and he's Bruno Mars' bass player. It's crazy. Um, and I also have a uh, on three cuts is this guy, a really interesting bass player who's really killing it right now. His name is Mono Neon. Mono Neon. And uh, if you just check out his Instagram, he's just going crazy right now. He's one of the best, youngest, creative bass players in the game right now. Really? Yeah, totally. Like, and where's he from? He's from Memphis. Okay, that's, and uh, that's I where never, he should be from. I never actually mm -hmm. met him. I just heard his stuff online was so dope. Really? That I actually uh, hit him up and asked if he'd be willing, if I sent him some tracks, if he'd be willing to add some bass to it. And he did. He was real efficient. He was fast. And he gave me pure fire. Wow. 
and uh, he's, he's killing on it, like really killing on it. How and old I'm, is he? I'm not sure how old he is, but I'm, he's, I think he's in his 20s. He's a young guy. Man, like, you got to be a good bass player to stand out. <laughs> because bass is something that you usually learn with maturity through them thumbs. Really? I, I think so. Is it a mature thumb I think thing? a lot of... <laughs> I think a lot of the bass players I like usually got older, th- worn thumbs. <laughs> he's one. He's a. He's a rare. Except like both these guys, Jamaro was a young guy as well. Yeah. Jamaro was on that Diddy show with me, by the way. He was another one of the winners that Diddy chose. Okay. By the way, and he's had a crazy career. Played with Bruno Mars for like seven years. He's done like two Super Bowls with Bruno. Wow. And so, and I was really blessed to have him on the record as well as this guy wow. Milo Neon. They're both young, really. They'd just been playing their whole lives, and they, wow. you know. It must be crushing bass pussy. <laughs> when, they, when they say that like young guys like aren't great musicians these days, it's not like the old days, I'm not sure that's actually true. Okay. Because they have so many resources at their fingertips that the guys that are really good are scary good, especially right. drummers as well. And I got some really good drummers, uh, a really good drummer on there, in addition to my friend Adrian, who's playing on most of the album. I wow. have a virtuoso drummer, George Spanky McCurdy, who toured with me with Gaga for three tours who's playing on this Radiohead cut that I did, and he's taking like this crazy solo. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Are you excited about the album? Really excited, man. I appreciate just talking about it, so thanks. I can see the enthusiasm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I've never done a, a record before on my own, right. so, you know, it's it was time, time to say something. Yeah. You know? And who you say you have talking on it? Uh, I, have an, I have an actor who's, who uh, recently was on the TV show Ozark. Yeah. Um, which, which character? His the name, bad guy. His name is Esai Morales. He and he was the, the movie. he was the Mexican drug cartel in season one, uh, Kingpin. The Kingpin and the drug cartel in Ozark oh, yeah. still right now. Um, yeah. And so he's doing a kind of a monologue over a little jazz piece that I did in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, accompanying him is Brian Newman, a trumpet player, another good friend of mine who plays trumpet with Gaga as well. Right. And Tony Bennett. Uh, when when like when Gaga did that album with Tony Bennett. Uh, Brian Newman is, has been close to Gaga for a long time and a great band leader and jazz trumpet player. And he, he's all over that album. And he's, he plays actually in the city like every week. He's, he's, uh, he's super dope as well. Now, Tony Bennett. I should know that name, shouldn't I? He's the old guy. I'm joking, oh, guys. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> how did I, Dad, the one time I know? Yeah, I remember some jokes on here too, right? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm like killing a comedy. I'm so serious. Sorry about that. No, you're not killing the comedy. You're, no, no. You're, you're, this you're is bringing great. the interest. Oh, yeah. no. I'm quiet You're bringing the here. interest. This is great. I'm enjoying your... your now, how long, did the, how long were, have you been waiting to put this album out? How, like, how long has it been in your head and you're trying to put it out on... Hmm. I think I've had a lot of ideas for a long time, and I just never was able to finish anything because right. I, you know, I'm just sometimes I'm not the greatest uh, self-starter. <laughs> and so my friend Adrian was very helpful because he held me accountable. He's like, "No, you're not blowing the session off. You're wasting my time. Let's go." Right. I needed that. Yeah, it's like a personal trainer sometimes. Yeah. And did I you have that. fear of uh, fear of failure, or more just a fear of just doing it? I don't know. I think it's just uh, maybe fear of failure. Like maybe like you know people. I haven't done an album, so my first one. I got to make a statement. It's got to be really amazing. Hey, maybe if it isn't amazing, if it's not, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. I'll just do another one and it'll right. be better. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't do anything at all, though, you never get anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. So I got to go for it. And hopefully people like this one. But if not, just keep on going and just uh, move forward. How many are saying they're going to like it? People going to like it. How many tracks you got on it? 11 tracks. 10 original and one cover of the Radiohead. Oh, that's crazy. What? What's Radiohead the Radiohead cover? Yeah. It's called Weird Fishes. It's a kind of a deep cut Radiohead, and I call it Weird Earth Fishes because I made it really weird Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this goddamn album. When does it drop? Friday. Friday. That's oh, Friday. On, it's on a record. La- it's on a record called a label called Ropa Dope Records, which uh, has a lot of cutting edge stuff. 
uh, in terms of like experimental jazz, hip hop. How world. does that work? So, do you make an album first and then go to a label with there? Do you talk to them first? Like, how does it? Or like, who pays for? It? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does any of it? Do they pay for your studio time? It's all. I mean, it's a different arrangement for everyone, right? Uh-huh. In this particular case, uh, you know, in today's music world, I, I I didn't really feel like I was that much of an entity to demand anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Adrian and I, we did a record, and he had a connection with Ropa Dope, and so and then Ropa Dope liked it. Adrian right. is is involved with Ropa Dope. It's really an imprint label. That's my friend Adrian's label called Modern Icon Records, uh-huh. and Ropa Dope has a partnership with him. Uh-huh. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, I felt like. Sometimes it's good just to show what you can do first, yeah. you know, because yeah, people need nobody gives concept. nobody nobody gives anything to you. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So if you have something, then you become more attractive as a performer. Yeah, so just give them the product first. So that's what I'm doing here. I just really try to make something and I'm uh, trying to build something. Which platform is most important now for you in terms of getting popular on? Well, it's, it's interesting fun. because I've done some separate. Just little videos uh, on my own on this circular keyboard that I developed. On Instagram. And my Instagram is like really popping right now. The fuck up. Million. He got millions of people watching this fucking thing. Really? On Instagram? It's crazy. First of all, it's a keyboard that he invented. Ooh, cool. Oh my God, that's a sick Well, me and him. Me and him together. We came up with that idea. You guys both did? Oh my God, that's a collab. I'm trying to work all that out right now. Is this a Black Dad collab? But like, you get a tiny piece of the action every time you get a play on Spotify. Like, when you put it out there, where do you tell people to go and listen to your thing? So, this is going to be available on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and Bandcamp. And this that's what I'm going for right now. No disrespect, we need to hear oh, you. Yeah. Bandcamp's the best deal for you guys. Right? Yeah. Cool. This is him playing the Look circular at your 360. He, he, you don't get confused with notes, what, what notes? What's, it, what's your Instagram? Brocket, it's just my name, Brocket Parsons. That trap music, baby. It's that trap. Damn, 157,000 followers, yo. It blew the fuck up. Now yeah, what? but look how many views he gets. It's like millions. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's so funky. Yeah, nice. that's good. You played that thing on your album, obviously. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Obviously. I want to make a record a with you. And now Scott Storch actually uh, po- reposted one of his videos, and it got over a million views on his Instagram. I want to make a record Can with I just say, if I, I saw this and then saw <laughs> you on the street, I would not together. think you were the same guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he cut it. his hair and stuff. Yeah. His hair was long. It was, is it short in here? I got a haircut, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a haircut. Yes. You're much, you're much more a traditional sort of... Normal dude here, much more uh, rock and roll in the keyboard session. I mean, it's really unbelievable. And it lights up. It does. You Beautiful. Made it? You made that thing. It was my idea, and Tell then uh, with a with a with a team of engineers, cool. like we did it together. And the guys who helped me do it are they're badass. Is it the only one of its kind? Yeah. Um, there's a few of them now. There's a company called Piano Work that was developed Boo. by my partners, and I'm part of the company. Oh, so you so do you own the rights to it or whatever? Do you make money off of them? I mean, you know, we we do. Uh, like we have a patent on this product, so yeah, yeah and so they they are making them. Can They're I custom have, made. Can I have a custom made. It takes a few months to make one. Yeah. Can I, can can I, I get one like, else to promote it? It's unbelievable. Yeah, can I have one as a present? Yeah, can we <laughs> have one? Well, what is the benefit? Yeah, other than the aesthetic. <laughs> I know, but then I stole your idea. Well, you know, originally it was. I mean, straight up, it was the aesthetic that motivated me to do it. Right, I wanted to do genius. something that was like genius, like so crazy, like genius. rock star. I level. can't believe no one right. else even thought of thought about it. Because when you instant- see the thing, is like, oh, this makes sense to the brain. Right, right, right. It just made well, sense to me like when he first showed me. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, in all in all right. fairness, yes. in all fairness, there have been a lot of people that have thought about it before. Okay, and there have been yeah. other iterations that have been 
you know, in the ballpark of what that is that right. I wasn't even aware of when we did it. So the idea has been around a long time. Okay. It's just a matter of, like anything else, is actually the execution. I was the only one who was dumb enough to actually do it. And then what mm. is it, three keyboards next to each other? How, what else? Uh, that oh. keyboard is three keyboards that are connected, yes. In but wait, a circle. but it goes from, it goes from the lowest note things? all the way to a highest note. It doesn't repeat notes? Or does it? Well, is the it thing three, is, one, one, not one. to get technical, but right, so you know, on a piano, you have 88 keys. The human right. ear in traditional Western tuning can really only hear about 105 pitches. That's bef- it? You know, it's 110. That so that keyboard has over 200 keys it's only on it. Like 12 200 notes, keys. Though. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they that? repeat. No, I knew. Yeah, I, knew. I, knew. Yeah. I knew. I knew. I knew. 12 I knew. Notes I felt octave, dumb for yeah. a sec, but I knew. So, no. so what that is essentially is it solves the problem of like when you're a keyboard player, you got to have like, you know, a bunch of keyboards around you to cover various different parts and sounds when you're playing right. with a pop artist. Like at the Y, I had two keyboards, right? right. They got to play this dude's sound right here and then. And play a couple things at the same you time. You could do them on top of each other. Well, right. I could yeah. see Stevie Wonder getting one of these from you because he would always have those stacks of keyboards. Right. Yeah. This yeah. just takes that away. Like you can have the drum sounds, you can have this, you, can, cool. you know, I just, this is awesome. So that, that's what I essentially really what I did is I just map out the sounds wherever I want to. It's controlled by a computer. Mm. Right. So each song is like has a different arrangement of sounds. For the so is it like board. a massive Ableton? Base, uh, you can use, you Quit could bragging. use Ableton with it. I use, uh, I use Mainstage, but I'm actually thinking about changing to Ableton because Ableton is awesome. Well, wow. so that, that is actually just it's a control. It's a controller. I could see uh, you and Herbie Hancock like teaming up and like wow. turning it. You know, that'd yeah, be Herbie's awesome. A great tip, but this yeah. is actually uh, a bass player is playing on one cut on my on the ja- on the jazz tune that I did is James Genius, who actually tours with Herbie, and he right. plays in Saturday Night Live band as well. Oh, okay, he's like a legendary, really like one of the best jazz or just in general just bass players. Mm-hmm. You know, a session bass players has been on tons of records, and um, was glad to have him. He gave me some good advice and guidance, and helped my tune out for sure. Crazy! You ever take that thing on tour or something? You had it with Gaga, right? Then you it's bring been it on, on Gaga? two Gaga tours. Oh, it has. And it was actually uh, on the, in the 2017 Super Bowl performance with cool. Gaga. I what played about it on music that. Video? On there. Does it at the music Super Bowl? Played it. You can't get bigger than that shit. An excellent right. question. Right? Yes. And you were with Gaga at Indeed. I want to see it in a video. I, I mean, too. that's one of like. It's a star. I feel like in the last well. 20 years, it's I want to see it in one my of not that video. many that Can big that stars. Shane yeah, yeah. Gaga, Gaga, Gaga Beyonce, Gaga. Bruno Mars. I mean, who, yeah. Taylor Swift. How was the Super Bowl performance? Did you enjoy it or did it feel just too empty and commercial? Man, you know, I, that was that was a trip for me. I mean, yeah. it's my whole life I wanted to play on a big stage. That's the biggest stage. Biggest. Right. Mm. It's the biggest stage. And, you know, that was awesome, man. Yes. That was and awesome. And you're so humble and you still can't believe it. I love that. Yeah. Did I you can't. Show up like, you know, I just feel lucky to be. And here. you're so approachable. Like he's somebody yeah. you would never think he's. No, like, because he really loves the music. He don't get caught up in other shit. No. I wouldn't know. I mean, keyboard daddy. I wouldn't even think about putting three keyboards in a circle. Like. No, everybody but once I saw it, it's like this. Yeah, I'm so impressed, and I wish I could afford one of those. Is there another instrument that you could make into a circle? <laughs> Like, can you do like a circle a trumpet? Sitar. Or, like, does it a have circle? to be a circle? A, a sitar. Just so you can play like this. Does it have to be a circle? <laughs> <like>, because <you know? laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. then it starts to look like porn, which we like. That's yes, right. <laughs> do zigzag. Well, I guess some drummers have done something zigzag. like that, right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, you know, like. You get dizzy. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, of course, there's been a lot of great musical, you know, performance innovations out there, like, you know. Tommy Lee with did some crazy Upside stuff down, on you know drumming. like it was wild and you know Keith Emerson back in the day on keys and yeah. you know Parliament Funkadelic wow. did wild stuff Bernie yeah. Worrell was the man you know what yeah. I'm saying so it's like the tradition is there I just wanted to follow the tradition that was there before me 
Right. You know, when you went to see a rock concert back in the 70s, if it was David Bowie or Queen, it was larger than life. Right. And I'm working for somebody who's larger than life, who is the shit when it comes to that. Any right. kind of performance at all, who grinds hard, right. you know, who does not mess around and has the same passion that we have when we play in the village. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I was like, I don't even deserve to be on the stage if I don't have that passion. That's how I look at it. They could have anybody on the stage. Right. So why not try to improve my game a little bit? It's, it's inspiring. Now, God, God, can't you uh, let me borrow a couple dollars? <laughs> How'd she feel about loaning money to niggas? <laughs> she for against it. Well, she's going for the next level now, man. I mean, I haven't seen A Star is Born yet, but even the promo, yeah, even the promo alone gives me chills. They're how much? Her so hard. I want to know how much did one of these things run. How much is run somebody? Like the top of the line one that you you guys build. Not the garbage one. And will you even build it for somebody? Like Scott Storch said, he wanted to uh, Well, you know what it that. is? It's, it's a custom-made piece. Right. And we have a website. And right. you know, I'm not really trying to, you know, like pitch that necessarily. They're good right. guys though. They have a website, pianowork.com. And it's definitely like it's like the cost of like a real grand piano or a car or something. Mm. It's up there. Right. Because it's every every single piece is like made and made by us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the keys themselves are actually curved so that they can actually fit the curve right. in other oh, words it's yeah, not so like it's we just take some it, right it's not like we take some regular keys and right, just throw like them on there teeth on the fucking like no. <laughs> play my piano yeah yeah so you have to curve each one to fucking no obviously if, how much is that? if we made a ton of them we could make them for less you know what i'm saying but right now because there's only a few of them in the world right um it costs a lot you know Mm -hmm. You've inspired me. I'm sorry. It's no, inspiring, right? You inspired me because I have an old idea that I've been kind of like leaving in the drawer, and it's called the um, like a Instatuck. Yeah, it's for the trannies. Dude. Okay. Tuck, <laughs> I'm glad I could be of inspiration. Tuck it away. Instatuck. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you take pantyhose, you cut the elastic from around them, okay. and you cut like the leg of the a little part, this much of your. You can't see me on the radio. Okay, the I can see you now. That's you a thick dick. This, no, you take this much of the jeans on the oh, bottom, okay. and you cut it, and you take that the elastic and put it through that, and okay. you step into it and you pull it up, and it's the instant tuck. Mm. And it tucks automatically. Yeah. Brocket, goddamn it! Put some keys on there and yeah. sell it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna That's do. I'm gonna market that. That's smart. Isn't it awesome? Yeah, it is. Women can wear it as a as a g string as well. So, yeah. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it look it, nice it. though. It's not okay. gonna be that cheesy. Let's turn into Shark Tank. What you got, Des? <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> you got a product? Right now, I, I don't have, have any. I have to represent, honey. Okay, I right have now, one. I don't have any product. I, like I, have, to, I have to think about Thank my uh, my ideas. White daughter. Okay, when I was like ten, I invented. It's still an amazing idea. I invented um, a, a life jacket for dogs, okay. but okay. which they make. But mine was different because it had a uh, like um. Uh, not a sphere. It's the long one, a two B one. A cylinder. A cylindrical yeah. piece of foam that you could clip on either side. You could remove it and it would clip under the dog's neck. So it's not like choking it like right. this, but flop around like that. And if he's in the water and getting all tired, because you know they have those little He'll sleepy head heads yeah. that might dip back down into the water, okay. and then his nosey will but go under. But what the hell there. is a cylindrical? Cylind you know, it's like so. It's Sound, like a it's roll like a of foam, roll, so it yeah. goes like this under the neck, it's like a and then if he's in the a water, fo floats like that. I'm trying to sell it. Girl. So it can, it can be under the neck and hold the white girl, honey. I am pitching. Cylindrical. So I'm about to hit the it's gong. patent 
pending and your oh, doggy right, will be honey. okay. It's to keep the dog's yes. head above the water? It is for that because otherwise he has to use his little muscles and okay. he might get tired and oh, drown. Girl, I mean, is this in case they go in the pool? This is in case they go in a pool, but really if you're on a boat or something because you know how water gets, you know, right? Okay. We all know how water yeah. is. I like it. A bit rough. I got an idea I've too. I've been and smacked a flood, by a wave. I've hurt by water. What is your idea? My idea is a little sleeve. Concentrate, Karen. Okay. My idea is a sleeve, a white sleeve, like a white hand that it goes over your arm You're and right over half your face <laughs> so I can just use it at night to get cabs let's put this one up <laughs> so this is just you don't need it there's uh, something called Uber that's major major idea yeah, obsolete. It, it, obsolete damn it well, here's why Uber's great Uber's yeah, my yeah. opportunity yeah. not focusing take, take me everywhere. Uber's my opportunity to be racist to the driver right because as soon as an Asian driver pops up I'm like nope really my turn, as soon I, as Asian driver comes up I'm like great practice no. I'm like nope <laughs> I need to get you. to where I'm going you, they charge a fee you do Say something. Say something in Mandarin for the people. Say something. Say something in Mandarin. Say something. in Mandarin for the people. What's that jerk with a You're so typical. I knew you would say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very boring sentence. I'm Why sure. did you know Chinese now? Why do you know Mandarin? But, oh, did you oh, live there? Yeah, I went. I went there to make a TV show about learning Chinese to do stand up in Chinese. There we go. How's your Chinese? I'm worried that I'm repeating. But did we talk about this the last time? No, oh, 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 we didn't. Maybe I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. How's did your Chinese laugh? Yeah, how, wait, were you? They laugh. They laugh. Yeah, they sorry. definitely laugh. But it's not just learning serious. Chinese. You got to learn what Chinese people laugh at. Yeah, although you know that's how long were you there? First dick of all, jokes and whatever. Well, for the TV show, I was there one year, but then I liked it so much, I stayed another year. But the, really, but you, I, you I know he was my, crushing some Chinese ass. Chinese girls are that hot. Did you draw him? <laughs> you know he was crushing it over there. Yo, he must have and he was speaking a language. They're like, okay, I gotta suck him off. <laughs> he was draw humping those Chinese my second, girls. My second, my second year in China, I was I was in a relationship for real mm. with a Chinese girl. She was tight, yo. No. What is that? <laughs> 10 out of Real 10. Is it true the vagina slanted that <laughs> yeah, way? Yeah, it, it did happen. Oh, no, come on. It's a joke. That's listen, a joke. Did you, uh, but they don't shave their JJ. Oh, no, they ain't shaving. Yeah, it. which is fine by me, man. That's that's the, the way. The Chinese is always oh waste, God. not whatnot. Well, you always like. <laughs> <laughs> Clearing your throat. every part of no, the buffalo. No, I was not. Every part of the Because of pubic hairs. I mean, whatever. I got a gazillion So you dated her the last year you were there? And then you broke up and left the bitch? No, we, we mm. tried to keep it together. And then she got fucking rejected on a, on a bloody tourist visa to come here. Really? Yeah. And then Were well, you the dating end, a communist? In the, she, she just got rejected, man. You know, there's just, they worry when a, a, young, a girl in her early, well, mid-20s, uh, uh, was coming to New York, not married, no kids. They think she's coming to give hand jobs. Like, literally, they huh. think she's a high risk for uh, trafficking yeah. or, you know. Now, when you say hand jobs, you mean manicures? I mean manicures, yes. Okay. Well, you could have just That's told the she was they coming that, right? to give you a hand. Like, no, actually, well, to, whatever. We're not getting too boring. The mistake we made was she applied <laughs> to come and to visit me. She should have just applied and said, I'm coming for two weeks to buy fucking clothes and sacks and right, head back. Right, But unfortunately, she applied as a coming to visit me, and it just it, it obviously triggered them, so she got rejected. Which Are you they still might in think touch? you're going to try to marry her or keep her here while yeah. she's here. What, yeah, whatever they thought, they rejected her. Right, right, right. So, uh, now, she, were you relieved she, she's, as a boyfriend about to break up with a bitch? No, no. Whoa, well. I wanted to see you, but my government says, uh-uh. Her name was Shren Shren. I would have married her for you're sure. You're good looking. I'm, I'm sure she fell I met her parents. What's her name, Shren Shren? Shren Shren. Yeah. I nailed that. Shren Shren. You're good looking though. There you go. You see, I know you see. You have to get the first two. You have to sing it. You have to sing it. I'm kind of feeling your look. So do you still? You're feeling my look? She's into it, yeah. I like your look. She's liking it. Do you still talk to Shren Shren? 
I still every now and then I check in with Chen Chen. She's she got a new oh. boyfriend, but they're not married. An Asian dude, a Chinese dude, a Chinese guy. Yeah. Oh, she's, you know, oh. you know, I fucked that up for him. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's too much room at the end. <laughs> I didn't I'm know you had kidding. all that. It's completely yeah. racist. I didn't know that you had all that. No, it's uh, not. I like. Trust it. me, I, my, it's very average. It's very average. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking but, uh, to? Honey, <laughs> let me so find out. He got a whole lot of junk up in there. I actually don't. It's very high. I'm kidding. Kadonka dong. So when you were there, when you were there, you didn't come back and visit. You just stayed there the whole time. The first year I stayed there the whole time, except for two weeks I came back to visit my mom here in New York. But the the second year I kind of lived in Beijing, but still went and did festivals and came back to Ireland once or twice. Okay. Now what exactly do you do though? Comedian. I'm a stand-up comedian. That's my that's my full-time job. Yeah, he's a comic. You gotta be kidding me. I thought you were a musician. No. no. Brock is the musician. <laughs> I just like to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm busting out Ableton and Damn. shit like that. Trying to <laughs> he knows how to fool you. I the only reason I know you. about Ableton is, funnily enough, in 2012, I, I did this you. learning how to play you. drums stand-up show. Right. I'm and coming we to used see Ableton you. to trigger a set of... Um, of ele- an electronic How many learning kit. how to shows do you get that's to do? That's my thing, yo. Son of a bitch. I'm a fucking immersion, that's you know, experience comedian. That's Let's what he's trying to fish out of water ass nigga. That we know, like, fish you know, people water. like Godfrey, who's an, an angel, yeah. man. That's a great dude. And, and Artie, Artie Fuqua. Fuqua. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's talk about all the black Let's talk about all the black Oh, yes. Yeah, he performs with us. Yeah, I'm close with us. I'm close with them all. Yes. He performs with us every night. Well, I'm going to tell you something which you guys don't know. I'm very intuitive. I'm a highly intuitive person so I was both there Artie and Godfrey Godfrey's intuitive psychic reader is that oh, right? yeah. I used to read them psychically. Yeah, you remember I remember that? I remember that. Back, yes. I predicted Soul Plane. She predicted that Walmart truck for Artie. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, did you, get a, did you get a bit of a black feeling? <laughs> was there a dark day when she you said, take the next exit? I it was like, what? Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to survive it and it's going to be worth it. Motherfucker, I see you in a car accident. Change your life. <laughs> yes. Yes, but funny. no. If you think I'm bullshitting, just tell running my mouth. But I really did predict a lot of uh, of their career moves and so forth. And Godfrey, G- both of them. Godfrey, they still have that. Godfrey last night. They was out yeah. there. I see Godfrey all the time. Yeah. Very generous, very good guys. Godfrey yeah. wants to learn Chinese, but he never actually commits to it. Yeah, he was just good enough just to get through a conversation. Man, that, guy's got a, think that, he, that guy's got a great ear. You know he oh, learned that shit in five like seconds. A, he's an incredible uh, mimic. It, no cra- it's crazy. It's he's really, you can tell he stayed in his room listening to TV and albums. And uh-huh. There's a motherfucker can do a parrot. He can do a fucking koala. And then he can do a killer Bill Cosby. I'm not. A sh- I- I'm going to go on the record, even if I get in trouble. I think he's somebody that has uh, not been given enough success for his talent. I agree. I agree with that. Like I, I told Godfrey a long time ago, we about to do a documentary about um, some of the black comics at the Comedy Cellar. But I told Godfrey years ago, when I first started playing the Cellar, when people came up to say who's playing tonight, they only asked for two people, Colin Quinn and Godfrey, mm. period. And that was for years. That motherfucker kept them doors open. They don't give Godfrey the credit that he fucking deserved, but Godfrey was the dude down there. He was the seven up dude. Yeah, he was the motherfucker <laughs> bringing, putting asses in seats way before anybody. Yeah, and uh, it's just the truth. That's just a weird game. I wonder weird. what Some, happens. No, he still, you know, he still performs. He still, performed, he still, he still does his thing. Game, but he just hasn't. Yeah, I feel like he should have more breaks. I've seen him. But show everybody, up you, things, know, you know, you different, just, different. Everybody's life should yeah. be that. But and but there's so many good comics in the cellar that haven't had a big break either. Yeah. So. yeah what about Artie? Artie's he's funny as hell. I hate going to see him because he likes to poke fun at me and shit. I gotta let him do. Yeah. Yeah, that's still Artie. Damn. The only time I was at the box was with Artie. Yeah. The box, the club? Yeah, the club. You only went there one time, huh? The club. One time in my life. Honey, I spent too much time in that fucking place. Oh, really? Boy, did I. 
And when you see them close those curtains, money, there's some shit going on in them booths. Hardy's fun though. He's very generous. Me and Mary is going all the time. It's hard to get in. I wanted. I would like to be a comedian. I don't see any transgender comedians that can serve it like I do. I have. You know, so who's who's stopping tra- you? Who's a transgender? You don't gotta comedian? share the money. You don't gotta share the money with let anybody. Me in. Give me yeah. a goddamn gig. Who's a transgender comedian? Do you know any? Well, there's one in. He's the only one, one in the gave UK. Me a shot. There's one in the UK, and then oh sorry, that's I got I gotta feed uh, the meter. Sherrod so, is uh, the only one who gave me a shot. Thank you. Get but, yourself to a mic. <laughs> Yes. Now, when honey. are you going back to Houston? Ain't you going back to Houston soon? Um, well, I'll be back in Austin in about six months because I'm going to Key West to perform for Fantasy Fest. Oh, I know Fantasy Fest. October 19th. Yes. Get to hopefully, walk around. I can let all swing out. Hopefully, it's still Fantasy Fest left after this hurricane. Michael's tan shit yeah, up. The I thought the motherfucker was in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, it's Gulf, but it's still no, blowing it's, over. It's, Nigga, we can fill the wind up here in New York. Too. Oh, shit. Everything's getting torn up. You think Damn, it's going to be one little pocket up. of goodness and everything else is going to be on the ground? Mm-hmm. Damn, I want to yeah, go I to think Fantasy the keys Fest. Right. I make like $2,000 performing. The keys get hit like a we'll we'll see. I can make so much money just keys, performing on the street in Fantasy Fest, man. I made like $2,000 in one Remember last year, the keys got destroyed by that hurricane. That shit was the, that was, uh, what hurricane was that, the last one? Damn, I want to go to Key West. The last one that hit Florida mm-hmm. in last year yeah. destroyed the Keys. Everybody had to fly out. That's you right, remember that shit? Right. That was a bad I got one. family down there. All of them had to get out of the fucking ocean reef. They took, they had to buy their own fuel for the plane Damn. to fly out because there was no more fuel left. They I had the airport with no fuel. I'm like, holy shit. For real? Yeah, that was rich people problems, but they got out. Mm-hmm. God damn. Isn't it crazy yeah, no, how th- when th- there's a hurricane? A uh, line. I don't yeah, know what to do line, now. Yeah. It's hitting like Tampa. No, just play it by ear. Play it by ear. You'll be all right. I can't can't remember any names of any hurricane. You know when they like there's a hurricane. It's all you can think of. All you can think of. It's like you. That's just the name. And then after it's done. But do they have a name? But after it's like a one night stand. They do it alphabetically. Yeah. Well, exactly. maybe they do, yeah. huh, right? Last year was Hugo, right? Hugo. Oh, you used to do a bit. I have that bit, yeah, yeah. Hugo is like a Latin really do that anymore. Yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, no, no, you used to do a bit like years, years ago people? before I mean, Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was Katrina and yeah, Katrina. I, I think they just picked But I added Sam. I did it for the real... I actually did that joke for... Irma and shit like that. For Joy Behar's Hurricane Relief Show. Hurricane Alicia, Hurricane... But I just changed it up. Name some hurricanes. Katrina, Sandy... Fucking Floyd, Gloria. Hugo, That's Gloria. Damn, motherfucker. You, who are you, the hurricane specialist? I'm a, I'm a meteorologist, some might call. Yeah. But there's a bunch of them. Damn. But yeah, we'll see. But well, have fun down there. Thank you. And you going down there for how long? Well, for Fantasy what Fest. Is Fantasy from, Fest? Fantasy Fest is. It's a, a fuck fest. It's, it's, it's like it's a drinking and fucking Mardi Gras. For grown people. Yeah. It's in like Mardi Gras, a, you might run into some children. Not a fantasy fest. But in a cleaner setting, you know. On <laughs> not a fantasy. From the 19th until like Everybody the 26th. Rich, all night, all rich, day. Rich, rich, rich people. Rich. Very generous. Rich. And I could just stand there and be like, help me buy my pussy. Will you help me buy a pussy? Help me buy a pussy. I'll help you buy a pussy. And that's all I got to say. And that just throw money at me. That might be the title. Pussy. And that's why I wore this cat dress tonight. Help me I wore buy this a pussy. cat dress, you know. To, are you, you know. promoting? Yeah, I'm trying to buy a pussy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> How much a pussy running? Is it as much as those circular uh, keyboards? I'm talking about a real cat, like a real meow kind of cat. I want, I want to keep what I got. I want Brockett and his guys at that keyboard plot spot yes. to build her a pussy. I like it. It better have got. all the yeah. notes yeah. that every. 360 degrees. <laughs> 360. <laughs> wrap it around. Computer, yeah. auto, help Tron, whatever. That's my new damn song. Let's make, it. Hey, let's make, make that a hit, please. Help, we me, got buy it. help me buy my pussy. Help me buy my pussy. By DT. Damn tranny. I think that is a hit. DT, damn tranny. But do you want one or are you just kidding? 
I don't want no pussy. You two have too much fun with I, your gang gang. You know. <laughs> What's more fun? You think a pussy traumatized by sticking a finger in one? Why would you want one Yeah, you like uh, you like having your fun the way of you like course. having your fun. Oh, honey, come on now. I like the deep sea dive. <laughs> Heading down the Hershey Highway. <laughs> 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 a vanilla highway, whichever one. Yeah, dance, dance, dance. Dance, somebody push that ass, back. honey. You want to show like, your I, ass. I, I like to call it white chocolate. <laughs> white, white chocolate. Ooh, I got some chocolate for that. Little, you know. Sexual chocolate, ladies. Yeah, the sexual chocolate. Yes, honey. We should do a show together. Yeah, y'all should. A pawn. Yes. <laughs> you like my love. I'm milk. not following you to the bathroom. <laughs> Will you help her buy a pussy? Please. <laughs> I'm being a jerk. Please. Can I use your white privilege card? Oh, you can have my white privilege card all day. Hilarious. I have one, too. I'm the only black dude they with need a white that, privilege. Though. White privilege yeah, card. Yeah. You, can I borrow your white privilege card? I got it. Do a commercial. The Jew is not white, but yes, of course. Please. Now, bro, yeah, yeah, she's a Jew. But you got blonde hair. I present. Yeah. I present. Yeah. I know. That's right. She's sweater on the coast. Yeah. So, Brock, name Jewish, of the album Jewish, again. Jewish, Give me the name of the white? album. Jewish, I, Caucasian? I, I'm kind of no. kidding, but not really. Focus, guys. What's the name of the album again? Uh, the Brocket Ship. Brocket Ship, and it's coming out Friday? Friday. Yes, and I get a free copy, of course. Of course. I can't wait to hear this goddamn album. And you know, and where can people pick it up? Apple Tunes. Um, I, I mean, excuse me, uh, Apple Music, yeah. iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify. Is there more Sam Good Goody? I go to my, my music from Sam Goody. Sam mine. Goody got it, Sam Goody. Yeah, <laughs> nobody go to Sam Goody no more? No, Goody. that's all. Who's Sam Goody? Goody got it. Thank you. Yeah, Goody <laughs> got it. There'll be, there'll be CDs, too. Okay, and you when you're going, going back on tour or anything, what's going on with you? Plug some stuff. Um, I think I have a gig coming up, uh, possibly October 27th. Um, it's at it's at a party, mansion party in Beverly Hills, and uh-huh. uh, maybe some big celebrities there. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna mention names, but um, I'm playing with a circular keyboard, doing maybe a 20 minute set of like hip hop and trap music. Oh, that's gonna be dope. Nice. That gonna be dope. Yeah. Damn, that's gonna be dope. I'm We're not allowed to. I'll be right there. Now. I'm coming. God damn it, Brock, I'm, I'm coming. I'm looking for tracks right now. Dez, what you cool. doing? Plug some stuff. Do your uh, pluggy plugs. I'm not doing well. Oh, if anyone is in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, I'm doing that uh, Dead Crow Comedy Club at the beginning of December. I like Wilmington. Cool. The rest of my stuff is in Ireland, actually, so I don't have much to plug. Okay, but still plug. We got fans Oh, my in Instagram is at Des Bishop, D-E-S-B-I-S-H-O-P. Get some Instagram followers. Okay. We got uh, Irish fans, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got Irish fans? Of course. We got Fingians and Pratties. <laughs> You got the fucking filthy He's fingers. He's dropping his Irish local jokes. Exactly. Stupid prodies. <laughs> Either you're prodi cut well, or you're Well, Irish listen, I got a new special coming out in Ireland on, there you go. Uh, in November. What's the name of it? Uh, Jesus, what the fuck did I call it? It's been a year since I filmed <laughs> it. It was delayed, delayed, delayed. That's delayed. so crazy. <laughs> uh, it's delayed. To, it's called uh, One Day You'll Understand. Okay, there we go. Nice. Sold D, the shit want to plug some pluggy plugs? Well, um, I'm always working on, on something, okay? So yes. um, <clears throat> I have um, a play that I'm working on, and it's the name of the book. This shouldn't have happened to me, but I'm glad it did. Okay. So I can't say when it's going to be finished, but, okay. you know, keep your ear out. You can find me on Facebook, Diana Taylor Live, Instagram, Diana Taylor uh, Live. Um, I'll be performing in Key West, like I said, hopefully the hurricane don't stop me right on the 19th to the 26th and then i'll be going to la performing at a club called rage uh in the in the um uh what they call it the um West Hollywood area. West Hollywood. Yeah. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to be predictable on it. <laughs> West so, Hollywood. That's yeah. where y'all be. You know where y'all That's be. That's where I'll be. And uh, while I'm here in New York, I'm definitely going to be making my way down to uh, the Village Underground. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the White. Underground's not doing music anymore. 
Yeah, it's all. What? It's all comedy. Yeah, yeah. Underground is all comedy now. Yeah. What? And the fat, even the fat pussycat upstairs, the little lounge is comedy the now. Fat black pussycat. Yeah, yeah it's the just little comedy. lounge they have is comedy now. So what comedy took over everything. Took over, man. Comedy took over everything. No more music at Village Underground. No more bands. Good time for you. Good time for being a comedian. The band dudes play with the uh, with the comedians like behind us. Yeah, now. but do they have open mic over there? No, no, no. it's gotta be comedy like music is gone. They'd lose gone. They book money. it just like the comedy cellar. It's a book show. Yeah, with comedians. It's time to become a comedian. The groove still no, got music. I need music. to come to y'all motherfucking shows and just sit in the audience and have y'all like bring me up every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> bring me up in there every like, now and then. Up. It's yeah, not like come on up, sing a song with me. Come on, up, give me a couple of jokes in the middle she of my set. She thinks it's like uh, uh, what's love got to do with it? When uh, <laughs> Tina Turner first got, they used to pass the mic around the room <laughs> on the street, pass it to her in the back. The church girl, anime. give it to the church girl. Damn. Anime. I can't get no references. That's fucked up, yo. I'll, I can put a word in for what right, for you. It, I'll tell Noam. White daughter, what you want to say? Um, I'll be at Greenwich. Village Comedy Club tomorrow, Thursday the 11th at um, the 945 show. And yes. then next week from the 14th, the 15th to the 18th, I'll be in Nice, France. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Selling my pilot. It's pronounced nice. It's nice. I'll be in nice cans, <laughs> France. So if anybody's there, I guess hit me up and yeah. uh, tell me what's good. What, are you going to like a television festival or something? Yeah, basically. To like oh. sell this thing we wrote. And then... Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, my Instagram is Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N. Margolis, and you guys can always hit me up. Yes. Oh, what a show. Don't forget October 16th at the Comedy Cellar, we got the uh, Surrounded Four show. It's going to be Mayron. It's all gays and men, so I'm hosting the show. And then we got uh, Sam J, <laughs> Mayron, I think Mateo, Emma Willman, uh, Jessica Kirsten. So make sure you get your tickets for that. That's October 16th, 10 p.m. at the Comedy Cellar. Go to ComedyCellar.com. And then we have Hell Night on October 30th. Uh, it's going to be such a good show. It's about near-death experiences. It's all comics talk about near-death. We got T.J. Miller, Artie Lang, Ron Bennington, Lynn Coplitz, you don't and, have Artie and Maria Barnes. Yeah, Artie, but, but we, Artie did it last year, too. Oh, right, okay. He's got uh, to almost die again just to come back on the show. <laughs> Artie Lang does it every year because he almost dies every <laughs> year. <laughs> so make sure you go to ComedyCellar.com and get the tickets for that for Hell Night or, um, yeah, Surrounded 4 next yeah. Tuesday. So both Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Comedy Cellar. That's it. Y'all had fun? Great awesome. time. Thank Look at that. That was, that was harmless. It was painful. Very diverse. Best. Thank yes, you. Yes. Trying to keep Thank it, you. Know, so trying much. to keep it real. Race I look was. forward to coming back. Uh, you had me coming. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
more off of the planet when I drop the hotness. Dope is dope, uncut with the focus, bro. I hit the game with the rope of dope. Mine is racing, mine is chasing constellations. Stop the hate, and you can never stop rotation. I'm the greatest, highly status. We got the issue, can't body train us. Ain't no gravity, no, it ain't the earth. This is planet 128 in the universe. Let me do the first. I am too berserk for the autograph, for the industry. Somebody tell them that it's a rat. We in the upper out of space, we'll never land. We get like the man who went and built the Neverland number nine. Second off a bit letter, I don't follow a trend like them. I'm a trendsetter, vindictive with the pen, and I got a vendetta. Been better than my cops, so they really can never. Whenever trying to copy the portrait, it's unfortunate when you think you can get up in orbit with the extraterrestrial, celestial, heavenly body artist. I'm the best for yo. I am phenomenal, I'm a phenomenon. I'm a phenomenal talent with a phenomenal mind. I'm a never resign, I forever will rhyme. Even when they tell me to stop, I'm a never retire. Cause I innovate and rhyme in the state of mind. That'll make them want to stay alive for the grace of God. Tell them number nine. Thank you.